0: Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is Weed Italian, it was a weekly podcast about Italy. Today is Thursday, February 2, 2023. Three years ago, two Chinese tourists were admitted to Rome's Palanzani Hospital, which specializes in treating contagious diseases and to which Weed Italians would later donate more than $50,000 through generous contributions coming from the Italian-American community. That day, we had the proof that the coronavirus, despite hopes and reassurances, had also officially arrived in Italy. The tourists were treated and survived, and thanks to the name among the first in Europe, the virus was isolated on February 2, 2023 three years ago. It was the official beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic in Italy, the beginning of the nightmare. Today, fortunately, the situation is completely different. The latest independent monitoring says that all COVID pandemic data in Italy are virtually declining. New cases of hospitalizations and virus deaths are decreasing. This is the best way to remember a tragic anniversary reminding us of a day when we did not know and never imagined what would hit us. Italy has over 70 billion euros from Europe to spend this year, so much money between recovery plans and old European structural funds that are expiring that we are in danger of paying back because it seems that Italy is not in a position to execute all the necessary procedures to properly allocate and spend this money. Regions and ministries are lagging behind. Municipalities complain of shortages of officials specializing in calls and reporting. Also burdensome are the high prices of materials needed to complete the work of the contracts. For the recovery plan alone, there is 40.9 billion to spend in 2023 and 46.5 in 2024. Effectively, half of all recovery plan resources. A country is the first recipient of this plan and the second after Poland for European structural funds. The responsibility of these 70 billion is almost only local governments. This is a very serious problem because Italy would really need to use all this money, and instead it risks losing some of it. A nice innovation has just been announced to help us Italians overcome the bureaucracy that complicates our lives very much. Our country has nearly 7,000 municipalities with less than 15,000 inhabitants, where there is a post office. The goal of the project is to make post offices a one-stop shop of public administration when one can apply not only for sending mail or paying a bill, but also for numerous bureaucratic and administrative practices. In smaller municipalities, which may have as few as a few dozen or hundred inhabitants, post offices are often the only institutional presence. When this project will be operational, it will be possible directly there to take care of many bureaucratic practices concerning the procedure to renew a passport, which in Italy today is becoming a problem that takes months, or to get identity documents and registry, <coughs> judicial and social security certificates. Bank statements, cadastral and building plans, proxies, and many other practices for which today one has to divide among many offices, which in, in the most rural areas are dispatched for even very large territories. The project has already, already started in four small, uh, municipi- 40 small municipalities and is expected to be completed in 7,000 municipalities by 2026. A new report has just been published, the upset of which you'll find in the February issue of with Italian's magazine on the value of production of non-profit activities in Italy reaching 84 billion euros in 2022, plus 5% compared to 2020. The real impact is close to 100 billion euros considering the activity of the more than 6 million volunteers, a tenth of the Italian population, including the elderly and children. In my family is my daughter who volunteers, as you can see in the photo behind me, where she is wearing the uniform of Protezione Civile, the Italian counterpart of the American FEMA. In Italy, the social economy, cooperatives, associations and foundations has more than 400,000 entities with a 7% plus increase in the, last, in the last six years from 2016 to 2022. Italy is confirmed as a country with a strong solidarity vocation. 26% of adults donate their time in Europe better than us, only Germany does. The report emphasizes a positive correlation between subsidiary engagement and employment. Participation in lifelong learning programs fosters entry into the world of work. In regions where the subsidiarity rate is higher, the employment rate also increases and vice versa. Thus, there is a mutual dependence. Engagement in social activities helps individuals and the community create jobs. The pandemic and emergencies of recent years have made even more evident the crucial role of the Italian third sector in listening to the needs of people and territories and providing timely responses, creating opportunities and stitching the wounds in the socio-economic fabric of this country. Online online enrollment data for the first classes of secondary Italian schools for the 2023-2024 school year are now available. This is about young Italians between the ages of 13 and 14. Lyceums in Italy you can choose between scientific, classical, linguistic, artistic, musical and humanities still remain at the top chosen by 57.1% of young people, but for the 2023-2024 school year there is an increase in enrollments in technical institutes, which rise to 30.9%, while vocational institutes drop to 12.1%. Among the lyceums, the most chosen are the scientific and classical, while among the technical institutes the administration, finance and marketing address <clears throat> is growing, followed by the technological and tourism addresses. As for vocational schools, the most chosen addresses are you know, gastronomy and hotel hospitality and health and social work services. Looking at the regions, lyceums are first in Lazio, technical institutes in Veneto and vocational ones in Emilia-Romagna. The good news is that more than 92% of users are satisfied with the way online enrollment works because of the simplicity of the procedure and the time saved. Once again, we managed to end this, the episode of With Italian News with some good news concerning Italy, starting with the economy. The first is that the price of gas fell in January and soon the effects should be seen in Italians' bills, which should see a cut of 33 to 40%. the average italian family this is a saving on an annual basis of circa 712 euros the second good news is that in 2022 italian gdp has increased by 3.9 percent compared to 2021 a figure higher than the government's forecast the third good news is that the International Monetary Fund has also revised its growth growth forecast. In 2023, there will not be the predicted recession. In fact, there should be at 0.6% GDP growth. That is significantly lower than the plus 3.9% in 2022 and plus 6.7% in 2021 years marked by the post-pandemic recovery, but it is still a better forecast than the IMF itself made in October, when it predicted that Italy's 2023 GDP would be minus 0.2%. More good news on the Italian economy. Already in November and December, inflation had started to fall, and journalist data confirmed this trend. Prices in Italy rose by an average of 10.1% from 116 in December compared to January 2022. This is still very high, too high, but the trend goes in the right direction. Again, the decline in inflation is largely explained by the average reduction in the cost of energy, i.e. the main reason that triggered the sharp price increases at the beginning of 2022. <clears throat> the good news continues as we move from the economy to Italian hospitality and beauty. The 11th edition of Booking.com's Traveller Review Awards honours accommodations in 220 countries and territories for their commitment to consistently excellent service and hospitality throughout the year. Once again this year, Italy leads the ranking with the largest number of facilities awarded, more than 170,000. The site has compiled the rankings of the 10 best destinations and 10 best regions. Among the Italian regions, Puglia is in the lead, but regions such as Trentino Alto Adige, Basilicata, Valle d'Aosta, Molise and Campania are also holding up well, but most important is that at the top of the best destinations in the world is Polignano Mare, the beautiful seaside town in Puglia famous for being the birthplace of Domenico Modugno, its beaches and its art and culture. Another good news is that Italian cities are very appreciated on social media with more than 17 billion views, Naples, Napoli, is the most clicked Italian art city on TikTok, followed by Rome with 11 billion, Milan with 7.5 billion, Florence with 1 billion views and Venice with about 980 million. But the tourism boom in Naples does not stop at TikTok. Even on Instagram, the numbers give the dimension of a great attention of the social public to the city. Here, Naples ranks third on Instagram, following Rome and Milan in first place. The data confirmed the booming cultural tourism in europe with a forecast of 12 billion euros in revenue by 2028 with italy leading the market in europe last but not least rome's fiumicino airport has been awarded the highest five-star airport rating from skytrax the principal rating and assessment company in the international airport sector the five-star rating is the highest mark of quality distinction from skytrax and recognizes very high standards of product and staff services across the various assessment categories, the Skytruck's website states. Highlighting the airport's fabulous interior design concept, Skytruck concluded the Fiumicino delivers a very robust and consistent standard of cleanliness and presentation in all customer-facing areas. Fiumicino is one of 12 airports in the world to gain this achievement. So, what are you waiting for? Come to Italy, come to Rome, to Naples, and Florence, and Milan, and Venice, and Polignano a Mare, and Puglia, and Valle d'Aosta, and wherever you want to come. Italy is beautiful. So please come. We're waiting for you. This is all for now. This is all for today. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was We the Italian News. I'll see you next Thursday. For now, please stay safe. Ciao from Rome.